I got in the pool, like, and sat in a chair or something. And she was like, get back in there now and dive in that pool. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so I went back and I literally in my clothes dove in the pool and I did, I was on the swim team years ago. And so I, I've got a decent dive. And um, I think people were like, oh my gosh, this girl dove in the pool with her clothes on. And so that one got like 30, over 30,000 likes, um, like gosh, 14 or 15 shares. Um, it went pretty wild. This is the Platform Marketing Show, where we interview the most creative and ambitious real estate agents in the country, dissect their local marketing strategy, and get the behind-the-scenes scoop on how they're generating listing leads and warm referrals. We'll dive into the specifics of what marketing campaigns are working for them, how much they're spending on those campaigns, and figure out how they have perfected what we call the Platform Marketing Strategy. This is your host, Tim Shermack. I'm the founder and CEO of Platform. I love marketing and I talk too much. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Tim Shermack and welcome back to another episode of the Platform Marketing Show. I'm joined today by Sandy Smith in Panama City Beach, Florida. Sandy, welcome to the show. Hey Tim, how are you doing? Good, good. Uh, this this is going to be a fun episode because this is a this is a case study and a story that we get to kind of dissect where you're still in the middle of it but it looks like you're going to be yet another case of an agent who joins the platform marketing program and doubles their business uh after doing so so you signed up with platform last year i think you've been with platform at the point of this recording like the the day we're recording this i think it's been around a year 14 months okay so You've been with Platform now for 14 months. I know last year you ended up selling about 25 homes, um, mm -hmm. but you were actually a part-time agent last year. So you still sold 25 homes, which is impressive in and of itself. And yet you weren't even necessarily all in on real estate because you had a career um, as uh, a hairdresser, I know, and you had a big book of clientele. You were very successful in that. And so that was kind of, like the regular income paying a lot of the bills and you didn't officially leave that and kind of like cut the cord entirely until October of last year. So really this year, 2023 is your first full-time year as a real estate agent. And as of right now, you are actually on pace to finish the year with pretty dang close to 50 transactions. So in other words, you would have doubled your business from last year to this year. And so in your first full-time year as a realtor, you're on track to have 50 closings. That's that's pretty awesome. That was my goal. Um, being in a part-time, I just was like, well, if I did this many part-time, I know that I can do this many full-time. So it was kind of not an unrealistic goal, um, but I know that I had a push to get there and I'm excited because I can see it all coming into fruition now. So being being your 14 months into the platform marketing strategy, how many months, Sandy, do you feel like it took you to have a sense of momentum where you felt like, okay, this is working? Okay. I did not live in Panama City Beach before. I would only come for the weekend. So I'm not from here originally. We just started as a short-term rental investor down here. I, I would come every weekend, but this is, I knew where we would eventually move. And that's where I want to start my market uh, marketing. And it was open where nowhere else where I lived in Georgia was. So um, I knew it was kind of, it was meant for me to have Panama City. Um, but so I started down here, not knowing anybody. Um, it, it really took about a year at, the mastermind in December, um, y'all really talked about up in the ad spend. And I did. Um, I have always from get go consistently done everything that Jacqueline asked of me. Um, but in January, I did um, the bold with um, Keller Williams. I'm not with them, but I did the bold with them. And we had to get out in town and do um like face to face 100 people and i literally had two or three people say 
I follow you on Facebook. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you know, it's working. So I, it's I working. Was finally starting to, I feel like, yes, get recognition in town. Um, a year into it. Now, I feel like if I were from here or lived here for a while, then that would be different. Of course, anybody that knew me personally would say stuff to me, but nothing, you know, people who had no idea, it really did take about a year. And again, uh, with, with the context, you, you owned a business, um, as you know, a hairdresser, a hairstylist back in Georgia. And so it's not like you were born and raised in PCV in Panama city beach, but you weren't even living there. You were actually living in Georgia and basically driving to PCV to show homes and be a realtor on weekends. And so you didn't really have, uh, really any local connections or a sphere there to fall back on in a, in a, in a very real sense, you were relying on platform to build your brand in Panama city beach from scratch because not only did you not live there, you weren't even living there at the time. You were living back in Georgia. And after after doing that, you know, a year quitting, um, quitting the hairstyle business back in October, it's now, uh, as we record this, it's early May uh, of, of 2023. So you've really only been all in on real estate for like seven months now. And again, like I say that because it makes it even more impressive that in your first full-time year, you're on track right now to do 50 transactions uh, in Panama City Beach in 2023. That's that's phenomenal. So what what type of ads have you have you done with with your Facebook ads that seem to have been the most effective in building your brand, getting people to follow you? getting people to respect you as a real estate agent, because again, like this isn't just a normal, um, a normal story or a normal case study of a realtor building a brand in a community. You didn't really know anyone there. You didn't have friends or family. You weren't even living there, right? Like all this time you've been kind of rolling the snowball, building your brand. You were actually living back in, back in Georgia. And so you really were relying on these social media marketing campaigns to build a personality and build a brand for you there. So they were really important, right? They weren't like part of the marketing strategy. This was the marketing strategy for you. What ads have worked? What ads have worked the best? The best ad was in October. So this was right when I started full-time here. Um, this was a friend of mine. We had met when we first, you know, we're coming down here. And so we had developed that relationship, but, um, she decided to list her home and she had a pool and um, I was going to get in the pool, but it was starting to get cool. And me and um, Jackie had talked about it, you know, but I just didn't. And uh, just was, for those listening, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just mention that when you say, you know, Jacqueline or Jackie, she's referring to her account manager at platform um, that kind of manages all of her ads and is kind of her personal marketing coach at platform. So if, if, uh, if Sandy mentions Jacqueline again, like that's, that's who she's referring to there. That's right. So, um, we were talking and when I started to leave, I was like, I didn't, I didn't dive in. And I was like, um, I got in the pool, like, and sat in a chair or something. And she was like, get back in there now and dive in that pool. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so I went back and I literally in my clothes, dove in the pool and I did, I was on the swim team years ago. And so I, I've got a decent dive and, um, I think people were like, Oh my gosh, this girl dove in the pool with her clothes on. And so that one got like 30, over 30,000 likes, um, like gosh, 14 or 15 shares. Um, it went pretty wild. And so that was like the first one that hit off really good. I mean, some of the other ones have gone good. I did a one, um, for short-term rentals, because um, you know here on the beach we have a lot of properties that are short-term rented, yep. and that's yep. how we started. And so that's kind of the niche that I like to promote some. Um, and um, so and with I, with I, with that uh, with that listing video where you jumped into the pool, I just want to sprinkle in a little bit of context here that this is one of our our favorite strategies at Platform that we teach agents is if you're ever lucky enough to get a, a listing that has a pool, 
a fun way to just draw attention to that listing video and make it different than all the other listing videos that people typically see on YouTube or Facebook or whatever is, you know, jump in the pool with all your clothes on, like, like just unexpectedly do a cannonball or do a dive into the pool. Because when someone's watching what is typically a boring video of a realtor giving a tour of a house, the last thing they expect is for you to jump in the pool. So it just very, very quickly grabs the attention. Usually what we do when we edit those videos is we edit that, you know, that's the very first clip of the video that someone sees. So that kind of grabs their attention and then hopefully they keep watching because you've kind of set the precedent that, oh, wow, this realtor is kind of funny. They're interesting. They're willing to be, you know, creative. They're not, they're maybe not as boring as other, you know, as other real estate agents are. And if that gets them hooked in, and now they click the video and now they're on your retargeting list, they're gonna start seeing all of your other content too. So that's just a strategy we love and I know that you absolutely nailed it. Like that video worked really, really well for you and kind of helped build your brand even months and months later. Yep. And so now I'm kind of known for getting wet. I did another one just last week. There's a big dump bucket at a splash resort and it, you know, dumps out the water on you. So I got under that last week. Um, today I have one. I'm getting back in the pool. <laughs> okay. So you have another, uh, another uh, listing video. Yes. And this one's actually borrowed. Um, I have been really working in this one community and I have listed several on the villa side. Um, but the homes are more luxury homes and I definitely, I want to tap into that market. I have my um, certified luxury home marketing specialist seal and our designation. So um, Jackie said, get, get a borrowed listing over there and let's do a listing tour in, of the home. And so I reached out to somebody that I had worked with before and got that. So um, I think a lot of people are scared to ask, but people that they're either going to say yes or no. So I think that's important. If you are newer in platform and I was, I've borrowed multiple listings. Um, so yeah. And when we the say listing tours like, are really. Yeah. When we say borrowing a listing, just to clarify what we mean is that like you go out and film a listing video. So we run a social media ad campaign promoting a house for sale. And, you know, usually it's you giving a video tour of that house, but it's, not even your listing. You you borrowed the listing from another agent either in your brokerage or maybe it's an agent at a different brokerage that you just know them and your friends or whatever. Or maybe you don't know them, but you just called them up and asked and said, hey, I saw you have a gorgeous listing. Would you mind if I gave you some free advertising? Because we'll, we'll say in the video and we'll say in the ad, hey, this listing is courtesy of Bob Smith at Remax or whatever. So we'll give all the legal credit. It's not like we're trying to lie and make it look like it's your listing. It's just that what we know kind of secretly is that every person who watches that video and watches you giving a tour of that video kind of just subconsciously assumes it's your listing. So even if there's like a disclaimer in the ad that says listing courtesy of Bob Smith, they don't remember that. They skim over that. And what they think is, wow, it looks like Sandy has a lot of listings. And so even if you don't have a lot of listings, because right now it's obviously a low inventory market. There's not a lot of sellers that are wanting to sell right now. Like most agents don't have as many listings as they would like to have if they have any at all, right? And so the more that you can learn to borrow listings from other realtors and just get their permission to film a quick video, you can kind of create the perception in your community that you're a top listing agent and you have a bunch of listings and none of them technically even need to be your own listings. I was actually talking to Jackie this morning and just getting some context about what's worked well for you and everything. So I would have a little bit of knowledge ahead of this, uh, this interview of what's worked well for you. And Jackie, uh, repeatedly said, you know, the thing that's probably worked the best for Sandy is she's just been very consistent in getting listing videos. Even when she didn't have any listings of her own, she would always go, find an agent who would give her permission to film videos. And so you've done so many listing videos in Panama city beach and specifically is it, is it Bayview? Is that the community? Uh, Bay point. Bay. Okay. Bay, Bay point. point. Yeah. You've, you've done enough listing videos now in Bay point, which is like a specific 
uh, a specific neighborhood there, a community that people start, people are starting to think of you as the expert there, even though not all the listings have technically been yours, right? You've, you've basically manufactured, you've created that perception that, wow, she's the top listing agent in Bay Point, even though a lot of those listings weren't even yours that you promoted. Right. And so how yeah, much, and how I, much are you spending I, right I, now in, in a, in a given month on the ads? Do you know what your ads budget is? Um, I know that I spend $500 per listing. Some of the ones that I've borrowed, we've only spent about three or three fifty on. Um, I really, I have no clue. <laughs> I just tell okay, her, well, I'm, 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 I'm guessing then off the top of my head, your ad spend is probably if you're spending $500 per listing video campaign, your monthly budget is probably somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's that's usually where it ends up. Yeah, I think that I we're closer probably to the fifteen hundred. Um, because in my mind we spend around three thousand I spent between, you know, paying my platform and then uh Yep, yep. Then my listing videos around three thousand or so. Mm -hmm. And uh obviously that's had a pretty good ROI if you were on pace to sell you know, hopefully 50 homes this year. Cause I know that obviously most agents, like they sell a lot in the spring and summer, but if you average it out evenly across a year, I mean, you're on pace to be selling four homes every month. Yeah, it is. Um, May 4th and I've already made one Oh five. In terms of like take home pay. Yeah. How much, how much, uh, when, when you owned the, you know, the, uh, Hair salon, how much how much were you making at that job in that career? I make good there too. <laughs> um, I probably I mean I grossed around two hundred when I was full time. Yeah. So like you you had a pretty steep opportunity cost that you were walking away from. It's not like, oh, I was struggling as a hairstylist and only making thirty thousand dollars a year or something. It's like, no, that was a successful business uh, a that you walked away from and uh so you you knew how to be a business owner. I guess that's the point I'm getting at is you you were a successful entrepreneur and you kind of applied that mentality to real estate. So it's it's therefore not surprising that you're seeing success, you know, because you're thinking about it like a business owner would. I think a lot of um, a lot of realtors, when they get into the business, if they haven't actually been a small business owner before, they're almost thinking of it as a job not as I own a small business. And that's why they're so hesitant to invest in things like marketing because people who have jobs don't have to spend money on their job, right? Like if you have employees, employees don't market the business, you do as the business owner. You know, employees don't pay the 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 lease or the mortgage or the utilities, you do. And so, so many people get into real estate coming from a W-2 employee background and then they just try to spend the absolute bare minimum on advertising and building their brand and just business development in general, because they're coming from uh, a context where they didn't have to spend any uh, money at all. And they got a paycheck every two weeks. Right. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming that owning your business, like you had expenses. Mm -hmm. Yep. You got to spend money to make money. I've always said that. And, um, you know, because of me having my other job, it afforded me to start with this. Um, I could build my business. And when it got to where I needed it to be, then I could leave my other business. Um, it was definitely a hard choice, but I knew that I really enjoyed this um, and that the sky was the limit. <laughs> and I mean, this year, you're probably on pace to you know, if, uh, if you stay on track, you're probably in pace to make somewhere between 300 or 350 in GCI. Mm -hmm. My, my goal is 400. So I've got to push hard. Yeah. I mean, be like, honestly, sales. that, that, uh, that's absolutely doable. Um, if, if, if the price point comes up a little bit, you know, because obviously if you sell 50 homes that, you know, are a little bit more expensive then absolutely you could get to 400. I mean, maybe even more, maybe closer to 500 in GCI. So, so that's, what is the average price point in, in PCB now? So I would say for a home in Panama City Beach is 450. Um, 
is your lower. So maybe even 550 is the average. Um, but you got condos that, you know, like a studio or one bedroom or 350. So it just kind of depends that my average has probably been 400, but I feel like I am now stepping it up a notch. Like I just got an $875,000 listing. Nice. Uh, so um, this listing tour that I borrowed is 1.2 million. Um, so ho I'm hoping to tap into that. I mean, I love that everyday, I'm everyday country girl. Like just, I love your average people. I love ha helping first time home buyers. I love that. But I also would like a piece of the pie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, obviously it's, if you're going to spend approximately the same amount of time working an $800,000 deal as you are a $400,000 deal, why wouldn't you want the $800,000 deal? You're going to make twice the amount of money. So, um, and that actually illustrates a really good marketing point too, that I want to, um, that I want to point out because you've done such a good job consistently, even when you didn't have listings of your own, still filming videos to promote other agents listings. Uh, and that kind of built, built your pipeline and, and built your brand. But the type of listings that you selected made a big difference. So you're, you're not just randomly taking any old listing. Like if it's like a double wide or something, you're not going to go film a listing tour because you will attract buyers and sellers based on the type of content that you put out into the world, right? So if you're filming and you're regularly, you know, looking like you're involved in $500,000 transactions or $800,000 transactions, that typically determines the type of people you're attracting to your brand. Because if, if on social media, people are constantly seeing videos of Sandy Smith, you know, touring, let's say $800,000 homes, you kind of just subconsciously start to develop a reputation in the community that, oh, wow, like if you have a seven hundred or $800,000 home or a million dollar home, you probably want to work with Sandy because I see that she regularly is, you know, selling homes in that price range. But if, if all the videos you ever do, and if all the ads you ever do are kind of highlighting two or $300,000 homes kind of towards the um, lower end, like the first time home buyer segment of the price range, that's probably the type of deals you're going to attract, you know? So it's, it's important when you go out and film listing videos, film videos and uh, if you have to borrow listings, borrow listings that are in the price range that you actually want to be working in. Even if it's a somewhat, even if it's a somewhat aspirational price range where it's like, Hey, I've never done a million dollar deal before. It's like, cool. We'll go film a bunch of million dollar listing video tours and borrow the listings. And guess what? I can almost guarantee you that at some point in the next year, you're going to start getting million dollar listing appointments because people will start to associate you with homes in that, you know, in that price range, you are probably a better example of this than almost any other platform podcast episode that we've ever done in the, you know, multi-year history of the platform marketing show, because I know that platform was your marketing plan. Like you weren't even living in PCB when you started this. And by the way, I remember when you signed up, I have no idea why I remember this, but I actually did the sales call when you called in and wanted to sign up for the platform marketing program. And I remember I was in the, I was in my truck actually in the parking lot of Dick's Sporting Goods in Naples because I was buying like a squat rack for our house. I was buying all the weights in the squat rack and all that stuff for our garage. I kind of uh, built out like a home gym in our garage. And I like that day I was at Dick's to get it all picked up and loaded up in the truck and I was going to bring it back. And um, you called and like you had messaged me something to the effect of like, I think I'm ready to go. I was like, okay, I'm going to take this call in the, in the car here. So I just like sat out while my car was running in the parking lot and we had a 45 minute conversation and you ended up signing up. It was a very abnormal conversation for me because normally I'm here in my office when I'm doing, you know, business calls or whatever. But I remember that's when Sandy Smith signed up and now, you know, 14 months later, you're being interviewed as a success story. Yeah on the platform marketing show. So that's a, uh, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I'm excited about to see even what else comes with it. It's been a good journey. I knew, um, with seeing, um, I don't, I'm sure you remember this or not, but Beth Lynn, when I moved, we only yeah, lived in yep, Robbins yep. for nine months. I bought a house there thinking that I would be there probably a couple of years. 
before we moved down here. And um, I did, I did not know her. Um, but she then because I had looked for a house there, she started coming up in my retargeting ads. And I was like, this girl is creative. <laughs> and so um, long story short, I ended up reciprocating my Florida license to Georgia. And we were in the same brokerage. Oh, okay. okay. And then her assistant, her assistant at the time was um, my, my realtor's daughter. And now Tiffany has signed up with platform and she's in St. Augustine. So it's kind of come full circle. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you signed up because you were impressed with Beth Lynn's marketing and seeing all of her. And she's absolutely blown up too. I think Beth is probably either on pace or has already eclipsed like the $500,000 GCI mark. I mean, she's absolutely crushing it. Um, and I, I love to hear stories like that because I think the best way for a marketing agency to get clients is by people seeing the results of other successful clients. You know, like we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have, you know, at a, at a platform, we shouldn't have to brag about ourselves as much as we just show the accomplishments of our clients and the people who hire us. And that should speak for itself. You know, if you're a, if you're a marketing agency, so that's, that's really cool. But the, the point I was trying to make, I guess, is that this, like, if you want proof, like a true like A-B split test that this marketing strategy works, you are probably the best example of someone I've interviewed yet on the Platform Marketing Show because you weren't even living in the town that we were building your brand in. You know, it's like it, it's not like you had friends from church or friends from school or other parents of kids or just friends in the neighborhood because you literally weren't even living in Florida, but you were building your brand in PCB while you were still living in Georgia, operating a completely different small business there. But over time you started rolling this marketing snowball and people started to get to know you. You got a couple transactions there because I know you were driving there on weekends and now like you've actually, you know, bought, bought property there and you're kind of getting, you know, entrenched in the community. But for the first year, you weren't even living there and the the marketing that we were doing built this brand for you to the point that now you're on pace to do 50 transactions and who knows what the future holds maybe eventually you'll hit 60 or you know beyond and i'm i'm sure what's going to happen as you do that too is your price point is going to go up um because that's that's just usually what happens with when when agents stick with platform is their transaction volume goes up but also over time their price point increases and then the uh the ratio of listings to buyers usually shifts in favor of more listings too, because the, the type of people that are influenced by marketing are usually sellers. We've just found that, you know, buyers are influenced too. Like if they think you're a really knowledgeable realtor and, and you know, the area, then they'll want to work with you to represent them on the buy side if they're buying there. But also a lot of buyers just don't really care which agent they work with and they should, but they don't. They're like, ah, oh, whatever. I, I, I want to go look at this house. I'll just like request an agent on Zillow. And they just view the agent as just opening the door for them. Sellers don't think like that though. Cause sellers are the ones often paying the commission, you know, in the deal. So sellers actually do research. They will Google you and search, you know, best agent in Panama city beach or whatever. Like sellers do their due diligence if they're having to cut the big commission checks. And so the more marketing you do, therefore, the more likely it is that it's going to be sellers you attract because they're the ones who are actually clicking on your ads and trying to do research on, uh, you know, on which agents they're going to work with. So I want to kind of change the topic a little bit here, Sandy, and ask you about um, how have you featured small businesses and the small business community in PCB in your ads? Have you done any small business highlights or any favorite restaurants that you've gotten to promote? Because I know that that's a big part of the platform strategy is we try to teach agents to get involved in your local community, film videos and do ads, just promoting small businesses in your area, like without asking for anything in return. Yes, I have. Um, from get go, I've always done those. One of my favorites here is, um, um fatty patties. It's a um, breakfast and lunch, um, restaurant right here on Thomas drive. And, 
funny bit, me and the owner now have become friends. She is oh, on cool. my um, email subscriptions um, as a client um, and always kind of looking for an investment property and stuff like that. So um, again, I didn't know any and I would have to go in and just kind of tell them I'm a realtor and on my um, social media platform, I work with a marketing company that we promote small businesses and I would love to promote something about their business. And so then I'd ask a few questions and, you know, a lot of the time, most of the things I do is about food. I love food. Um, and um, so I will. Um, and then we have done just recently, because in the summer, a lot of people that come are all the time asking, what's the best place for seafood? So I just did five restaurants along the beach that um, are good places to stop in for different kinds of seafood. So that was, that one's ran really good. Mm-hmm. So you've but done I mean, really... Tried- yeah, you've 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 done a lot of content over the last year just highlighting the small businesses in the area. Have you have you have you had any instances where you go somewhere and you're out in public somewhere in Panama City Beach and people actually recognize you where they're like, "Hey, I think I've seen you somewhere before." Yeah, some people throw up my hand, their hand and wave to me and I'm kind of like, "I don't know who you are." <laughs> um I'm like, hey, they're like, I follow you on Facebook. I love watching your videos. You're so like entertaining and you really give good information, you know? So yeah, it's really starting. Now that I live here full time and I'm out and about during the week, I would say it's really starting to pick up and people say stuff to me about it more so than when I was here on the weekends, you know, I'd come in, I was busy selling houses, but then, you know, filming content like I would set aside like one day, typically it would be Friday to get out and do as much, you know, whatever she told me to do for the list. I only had that day to do it. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's exciting. As you, as you, as you look back at the ads that seem to have worked the best, were there, were there any times where, you know, platform asked you or, you know, Jacqueline asked you, Hey, here's the next ad we want to do. And you were like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, like you just felt uncomfortable or you were scared or whatever, or you were embarrassed, but you did it anyways, and then ended up working really well. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not really scared to do anything. I mean, you know, that one time I didn't want to get in the pool because it was cold, still a little bit cold. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty ballsy like that. Uh, so kind of whatever gets attention um I like <laughs> and so to me it works I mean if you're outgoing and creative even if you're not like just be yourself and if you goof up it's okay um I think that's what makes it relatable yeah that's that so. is such an important that's such an important trait uh in building a local brand over the long term it's just like not really worrying about if you look dumb sometimes or Cause like no one else cares, right? People aren't expecting you to be perfect. And, and also if, if you are perfect, if your videos or your content is like too polished, it's actually really weird. Like no one wants to see someone who's, you know, just everything they put out is just immaculate and perfect and polished because that comes off as kind of being fake and people want to feel like they're working with, yeah. Like people want to feel like they're working with a real, a real person. So um, well, cool. Yeah. I asked that question because it happens all the time where an agent signs up with a platform. And we're like, Hey, here's a really great ad. That's, you know, working well right now, or here's a video you could do that. That's going to get a lot of engagement. Here's the script. And then they're like, Oh, I don't want to do that. That's embarrassing. Or, Oh, I don't see myself doing that. I'm a little bit nervous about, you know, and then it's so often happens where we just convince them like, okay, just, just trust us, just do it. And then they do. And then the video gets like, whatever, 50,000 views, or that just goes viral in their community. And they're like, I can't believe I was ever scared to do that. You know, like seeing how well it works, they're like, I can't believe I ever psyched myself out of just taking action and, uh, you know, and going for it. So what what did you do? Because you, you mentioned that you didn't really feel like there was strong momentum, that it was really, really working until almost a year in. What did you do that first 12 months with Platform to keep yourself optimistic and keep the proper perspective to, to think long-term, even when maybe at first it didn't, it didn't like feel like it was working. 
Why? Because I was a business owner before. I know it, any business is long term, and you have to stay consistent at it. So I already knew that. Um, I had already seen success stories, um, so that kind of helped. Um, and I just knew, I just knew, I just knew that this is what I needed. And I had to stick with it. And I know that I will not let it go as long as I'm willing to work, you know, full-time. I mean, it's a full-time job. Um, I feel like just not platform in general, but just being a realtor. Um, but you have to stay, you know, in contact with your people and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a full-time job. So as long as I'm willing to work full-time, I will not let platform go because people, my face is consistently in front of them, even if I'm not. Um, so it was never an really option. I just knew it was something that I needed. My market was available and I say it was a godsend. Yeah. Well, I mean, seeing, seeing, seeing the results you've created, uh, just in the last year, um, it's, uh, it's exciting to be a part of, you know, I know it's, it's a really cliche thing to say, but it's fun seeing the results that the marketing we do creates for clients like you, because, you know, everyone, you know, uh, everyone will say, Oh, it's fun making money or it's fun signing up more clients or it's fun growing. And yes, all of those things are absolutely true. Like it's fun running a successful business. Right. But I think the most fulfilling thing about what we get to do at platform is seeing a story like yours where it's like, Hey, I moved to a town that I literally didn't even know anybody and we built a brand from scratch and now you're on pace to sell 50 homes there this year. And your GCI is going to be somewhere between 300 and 400,000. And at someday I can almost guarantee you, you're going to hit 500 K. And that's, that's very satisfying that that's, that's fulfilling to me knowing that, you know, the marketing ideas we come up with and the campaigns that we test and all that are actually having that much of a real world impact, um, for clients like you. And you deserve it too, because I know you work hard, you put yourself out there, you always do everything that we ask you to do. So you are absolutely deserving of your of your success because a lot of agents aren't willing to do that. You know, they're just not willing to take the risk and try anything new. That's right. You're right. I mean, I've talked to a few who um have come on board and haven't because people ask me, you know, oh my God, you're killing it. Oh my God, you're killing it. I am. I'm very thankful, but I do think that platform has played a huge part in my success. And so I'm like, if your area is available, you're a fool if you don't take it on. You're a fool if you don't take it on. I'll I'll, I'll have to put that on a billboard or something and quote you. <laughs> it's the truth. If you don't sign up for platform, you are a fool, quote Sandy oh. Smith. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so let's 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 say someone is with platform right now. So they already signed up and let's say they've been with platform for six months, but they're not quite seeing results. What would you tell them to just encourage them or give them perspective if they're kind of in that initial period where again, let's say they're six months in, they're starting to get frustrated because they're not yet seeing closings, but they're spending all this money on ads and they haven't yet seen the return. What would you tell them now that you're like 14 months in with that perspective, what would you tell them uh, to encourage them? Okay, I was there. I'm kind of over here laughing behind the scenes um, silently. Uh, so what was it from February to December was um, when we had the mastermind and I was at that point. So what was that 10 months in? Yep. yep. And I was that person. I was like, shit, excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, I, I was getting frustrated and, and aggravated, although I could still see it coming. And I, I mean, I felt like I was on the cusp of it. And I remember. Like you could, you could sort of see it working, but, could, but it wasn't, it wasn't it. yet actually resulting in closings coming in yet. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, um, what is, um, they were on the the um the group who got awards this year um and she has a younger dark-headed gentleman that helps her um uh jill lightfoot jill lightfoot she, okay yep it was her jill and dan she yep. said it her a long time it took her she said just hang in there it, it's coming you know i mean like 
that it took hers a long time to come into fruition. But when it did, it just then just started pouring out. And I was like, going to get there. <laughs> and so, so and, I, and, and we are, we are, again, we're recording this, you know, maybe someone is listening to this episode six months or a year into the future or two years into the future, who knows, but we're recording this live in May of 2023. So just five months ago in December of last year at the platform mastermind, just, just five months ago, you were actually frustrated and you're like, why is this not working better for me? Why am I seeing other people having success and seeing all these other case studies? Why is it not happening for me? And yet just, you know, five months later, you're like, oh my God, my business is on pace to have doubled. And now you're being featured as a success story on the platform marketing show. Like that's the difference sometimes that just five months can make. And, and a little more money spent. Remember? Okay. I, okay. I, I upped. So, okay. So you, you are noticeably then increased your ads budget in 2023. Mm -hmm. I mean, as he okay. came home, I said, that's what he said. We got to do. We got to up it. Mm -hmm. So who did you talk to at the mastermind? Maybe like outside the sessions, was there anyone that you grabbed lunch with or dinner with that you had really great conversations with that were just either helpful or inspiring to you? Brittany, um, OV, she actually reached out to me, well, to just market her, um, place down here. So we had just met right before mastermind and I ended up, um, getting her condo as a listing. Um, so I had that little connection. I went down there not knowing anybody, but really Jacqueline. Um, so we spent some time together for sure. And outside of that, we talked, um, at the mastermind. Um, I love a Brittany. few other she's people, awesome. but not, yeah, she was, she's, I, I love her. She's a sweetie, um, very helpful and raw and real. She's going to give it to you like it is. Um, so I love that, but so a few people for sure, but more just in the actual conference itself. Um, and you know, things that you would say in the tour stories you would tell. And, um, I think a combination of everybody. Um, and then this is just, it is black and white. This is what you need to do. If you do it, you're going to see success. And, and <laughs> you're seeing success. <laughs> yep. That's great. Uh, what, what made you pick uh, a Panama city beach? Like what was the connection there that you had just vacationed there before? Or what was the, you would have never told us we would buy down here. Um, me and my husband met in St. Augustine. It's on the other side of the coast. Um, but we had a mutual friend that was truly old enough to be our parent who had a place down here. And she would post pictures out at Shell Island. That's kind of like a private beach area here. And I and it looks like the Caribbean when it's, you know, the waters are calm. And I was like, where are you at? And so... Three years ago, we bought our first investment property here. Um, and okay. we, we've come okay. down oh, several times. Like in the summer, I rented it out a good bit, but the rest of the year, we came a lot. Um, and then just, I told my husband right away, I was like, oh, we're going to end up moving here. <laughs> and he was like, no, we're not. <laughs> and um, here we are um, three years later, full time. But um, yeah, so... That's kind of how I would say the water sold us. Okay. Okay. So it was just a place you vacationed to. And then one thing led to another. And now you actually own property there and you're there full time as an agent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the, the real simple, easy story of it. I mean, is, and then really why I became a realtor was because um, COVID shut us down. I had to not work for five weeks. And I was like, I can't believe I live in America and they're telling me that I can't work. This is bullshit. And, um, and so realtors with, a, still with work. a capital B and, and a capital S. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, um, I, I was like, Lord, you have got to show me something that I can make the money that I'm accustomed to making, but then also not being behind the chair eight and 10 hours a day, my body wouldn't hurt. And so I was like, there's got to be something better. And it really kind of fell in my lap. It wasn't like somebody said, oh my God, you need to be a realtor. Or we had bought and sold enough properties ourselves that I knew a little bit. And um, so it, I don't know, it just kind of fell into it. And then literally 
I got my license in June and really didn't make my first, I didn't have my first close until October. And then in February, I signed up with y'all. So just a few months later is when I found out about Platform and just knew. And so when we started putting in zip codes and this was available, I thought, huh, deal or no deal. <laughs> yeah. So you basically, again, signed up for Platform as a new agent and you weren't even living in the city you signed up for. You're like, well, if that's available, I guess that that's where I'm going to be a realtor because that's how important Platform was to you, that you picked where you were going to sell almost based off of what markets were available with 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 uh, with Platform. Um, as you, as you look in like the platform group, like the Facebook group we have, and you've seen what some of the campaigns, maybe other realtors are doing. Are there any ads that you kind of have in the hopper that you'll be doing in the next month that you're really excited about that, you know, ads that you haven't done yet? Um, well, I, what I do is if I see some, I just kind of screenshot it and send it to Jacqueline and she's like, girl, that's on your list for May or whatever, you know? So if it is, if I do, I just kind of send it. So I'm sure that I have stuff screenshotted and, and sent to her. Um, and then I just kind of refer back, like we just got our email at the beginning of the month, what it's the fourth. So um, I just kind of go back and look. So yesterday I did a couple of the pictures just because um, I was like, and I, what I'll do is I'll take a different shirt in my car and I'll just change out so that I look like, you know, and I might throw my hair back. So I look different and I'm not looking like the same picture all the time, you know, a different shirt, but a different picture. I mean, same shirt. Sure. I try to sure. change up my wardrobe and just go and spend a day doing things. So, um, as far as, is one sticking out to me? No, I just, you know, I kind of go by my list. Honestly, this is what, you know, y'all give us things to do. I just do it. But if I do see one that is interesting, I like to watch Jessica LaCour. <laughs> I mean, you oh, know, she yeah. makes she's like big badass. money. So, <laughs> and yep. there's another and young, um, do I was going to say, uh, Jess is an example of someone who just like, Jess does everything we tell her to do. Like every time we give her an ad, she's like, cool, I'll do it. You know? And that's why people like that have success is they don't, they don't question, they don't overthink it. They just, when we give them marketing instructions, they just take action and they do it. There's another young girl, I think, that hasn't been on the platform long um, at all. And she, I think she's killing it. She's doing a good little job. And I think, again, she's doing, you know, we, if you do what you're told, you do your homework is what I say, then it, it's, it works for you. Yep. I mean, we literally call it your marketing homework, you know, because that's how you have to think about it is we're not giving you ideas. We're giving you homework and you should do your homework. So awesome. Well, yeah, Sandy... Same. Are there, are there, are there any last bits of advice or insight you want to share? Um, whether, whether someone is listening to this episode and maybe they're thinking about signing up for platform or if they're already have been in platform for years, maybe is, is there anything that you just want to end with any, any, any insights or, or anything at all? Sure. Um, mine would be for someone thinking about it. I would say if your market area is not available, see what nearby is available um and don't think twice about it just um put it in your budget cut out something else cut out going out to eat sell your car and get something that's paid for whatever you have to do to make it work um do it and then for people who um are paying out and not using what you tell us to do um and not seeing the return, like get back to the basics um, and do what we're supposed to do. I mean, that's what, you know, we are paying y'all to help us grow our business. If we don't do what we're told, then it's not going to work. So how many, uh, kinda, how many ads I mean, are you is. typically doing every, every month, Sandy, are you doing like five new ads a month or seven or eight new ads? Or do you oh. know? I'm kind of upset if we don't got two things a week going out. <laughs> okay. So that's, you're probably averaging somewhere between seven and 10 new, new ads every month. Yeah. Like I try to, I mean, I try to, I want at least one or two something going out each week. And then if I can have, my goal is to have like one listing tour a week, if possible, if not, then at least three a month. 
Yeah, and that's that's really powerful because if you think that there's 50 weeks in a year because maybe you take a couple weeks off for vacation or whatever, if you're averaging at least two new pieces of content, two new ads going out every week, so people on social media are regularly seeing two new ad campaigns from you every week, that's a hundred a year, like a hundred different photos or videos where they're seeing you every year. So of course your business is going to grow, right? But that's why you have to look at it over the long term, because if you only do it consistently for a month or two, that's not really enough momentum to where people are going to remember you and refer people to you. But if you do this consistently for a year and all of a sudden you have a hundred pieces of content to look back on, it's really not surprising that your business doubles or some people even triple their business. Uh, it's really not surprising when you look at the volume of content that you can put out with the platform marketing strategy. So that's a, that's a great place to end because you can't really argue with the math of that. Like that's why you've become successful, Sandy, is just your consistency in regularly putting out um, lots of lots of content. So the people in Panama City Beach start to view you as the expert real estate agent there. Not a real estate expert, but the real estate expert there. That's what creating content does. So guys, thank you for listening to this episode and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>